Well, Varel, we're finally back. Uh, some would say 14 games too late. Others would say that we've taken a business decision to really analyse the Raptors and take the time to look through rather than predict. What do you think? What do I think of the season so far? Um... Tell me, 7-7. Seven and seven. It's been a mixed bag. I mean, it's quite funny. It's it's completely well balanced. I mean, everyone's talking about the Knicks right now and their completely balanced game, but the Raptors in all these double headers lose one and win one against Miami, Chicago, uh, Philadelphia, yeah. losing the rebuilding teams, beating contenders. It's been a weird season so far. It's been a very typical Raptors season. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, it wouldn't be Raptors basketball if we didn't have the ups and downs, the bumps in the road, injuries. It's been the case for as long as I can remember now. Every season we we give the, what if this happened? What if this guy didn't get injured? And then hopefully everything will come together come playoff time. It's, it's pretty much been every single season. And I think the thing to look at the season so far, I think we should be quite optimistic. Um, the two losses against the rebuilding teams that you're talking about, Kamel, we lost to the, we got absolutely destroyed by the Thunder. They scored 132 points on us and our defense was abysmal. It's the worst that I've seen our defense look in the past two, three seasons, that game. Um, I can, I'll go into that a little bit in a, in a bit. But Yeah, um, let's, um, for now, I think let's take it right back to the beginning very quickly. Yeah, yeah, And just yeah. go into what we were expecting the season to be. So, obviously, we left off. We lost 4-2 to Philadelphia in the uh, playoffs last year. Yeah. There weren't any massive trades in the offseason. You'd say the only significant additions to this Raptors lineup were bench uh, additions. Yeah. So, bringing in Otto Porter Jr., yeah. who is kind of a 3 and D player. And interestingly enough, one of my favorite prospects this year, Christian uh, Coloco, yeah. who's proven to be a fantastic rim protector. But otherwise, it's exactly the same sort of style and starting lineup. And essentially, you're wondering if the likes of Scotty Barnes and OG can make the step up and Van Vliet and Siakam can kind of stay where they are. So I didn't go into this season that optimistically. But it's interesting you said that after these 14 games, despite a 500 record, we can stay optimistic. So maybe what are some of the games that have shown you the potential of this Raptors team this year? Well, uh, the, so um, the point I was going to finish off about the last two games, well, it's, it's the period where Siakam's been out. And Siakam, I think he's very similar. He's in very similar form to when he was... Uh, the first, what, what was it? He was an all-star starter. I can't remember what team NBA he was. Uh, what I think he was second team NBA and a starter. Second team all-star. NBA. Well, that was in 2019, if I remember correctly. But um, he's almost averaging a triple-double, Kamel. He's 25 points a game, nine rebounds a game, seven and a half, uh, sorry, seven and a half rebounds a game. Wait, I'm reading this wrong. Nine no, rebounds right. a game, nine rebounds. seven and a half assists a game. He's genuinely, he's, been spectacular and we've actually talked about him quite a lot earlier last season saying oh we're expecting Siakam to do some of the things that we thought he should be doing he didn't look aggressive enough in certain games he was just settling for mid-range shots but he's looked now how he looked towards the end of last season when he was actually coming back into form and so he's been phenomenal and the difference not just in offense since he's been gone but 
because he's such an important playmaker for this team now, Kamel. When Van Vliet isn't on the floor, this is one of the things we'll talk about. When Van Vliet isn't on the floor, and with Siakam now out, the playmaking is non-existent. And the offense in the half court is, again, dreadful. So, Malachi yeah, I mean, Flynn, Malachi Flynn I, I think we need to talk about <laughs> Malachi Flynn because we talked about this numerous times last year. We were asking, why isn't he playing more? Why is well, he we, getting we know now. We know. He's just not an effective player. He's not an effective backup to Van Vliet. <sighs> and you're looking at um, Scotty Barnes or Siakam when Van Vliet is off the floor. You're not looking at little Malachi. I think that experiment's gone. I mean, there's a reason I think Delano Banton has been playing almost the same number of minutes and in more games than him because he brings something different. He's a very tall, kind of different style of point guard. Malachi is not delivering. No, 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 no. Look, Malachi is a much, much better playmaking guard than Banton. Banton, I think it was against the Thunder, Kamel. It was, yes, it was against the Thunder, not the, not the, um, not the Pacers game recently, but he gave the ball away, I think, three times so unbelievably cheaply. I think twice he barely even passed half court and he just gave the ball up because he's that unconfident in A, his dribble and B, like his court vision. Um, he's not a point guard, but he's not. The only reason, well, like you can't play him as shooting forward, power forward. He doesn't have the size for it. Doesn't have shooting. And then when he's struggling that much on the playmaking side of things as well, pretty much all he's giving you is defense. And um, he's still a raw prospect. He's still very raw. He's such a. I mean, he's if so he raw. He's so kind raw. Of he's bloody nine male. point guard. What's that? He's so raw. He's bloody mate. He needs. <laughs> he needs a, a big seer, a very like a long ten minutes hot pan seer. Yeah. Well, it's not like Malachi is cooking either, is it? Come on. <laughs> yeah, but with Malachi, I do still think there's. He has flashes, man. He has like stretches where you think he's getting into his groove and then suddenly he gets benched again or he gets subbed off again. Um, I well, think he needs to be given more consistent playing time. Well, well whatever we think, uh, Nick Nurse obviously has Malachi. I think he's played the 11th or 12th most minutes, just just, yeah. just more than Bo Cruz, who maybe we'll discuss. I haven't seen too much of flashes after his, uh, of course, famous blockbuster movie this summer. Um, but it seems like the likes of Thad Young, Christian Coloco, um, Otto Porter Jr. are kind of ahead of him in the ranking. And um, as I said, it is Barnes or Siakam who's taking that playmaker point guard role when uh, Van Vliet is off the floor injured. Uh, yeah. So in terms of sort of these role players, we complained last year a lot about the Raptors bench. But during the first 14 games... What do you make of their performance? I mean, the stats look okay. Yeah. Uh, there's, of course, some streakiness there, but what do you make of it? No, the bench has actually been pretty good. Last year, we complained about it a lot, but I'd say Boucher's coming into his own. He's now, there were periods, again, towards Boucher was one of those players towards the end of last year. He really was finding his groove, and we were quite happy with him. We've obviously discussed Precious Achua as well. I think he's potentially torn some ligaments in his ankle, ankle, sorry, and he's also out. Another reason as to why we've been struggling a little bit recently. Um, Otto Porter, I rate him so, so highly. I thought he was fantastic on the Warriors. Exactly the type of player, well, I would say exactly the type of player we needed, but we have so many 
players in his mould. But I think what probably sets him apart is that he is such a high-rate three-point shooter. Um, so very happy with his addition. Um, Coloco, I did actually want to discuss. You talked about him being um, a fantastic addition to the squad. Of course, he was picked in the second round in this year's draft. So it's not like... Uh, you know, he was passed on by a lot of other NBA teams. We clearly saw something there that other people didn't, but he's taken up all the minutes that we were given to Ken Birch last year. He's now seen as our go-to pick-and-roll style centre. Um, so, I don't know if you've seen anything of him, Kamel, but what do you think of his performances so far? Um, I mean, what impresses me more is him on the defensive end. I mean, his, his rim protection is something that was sorely missed last year. Of course, mm-hmm. we've talked about being a team of, of shorties, really. I mean, but, you know, you've yeah. got seven-foot Coloco. And again, such a raw prospect. And so early on, he's looking really, really good. So um, he's averaging, he's the only guy, I think, in the team, apart from Boucher, to average over a block a game. So yeah. I'm very, very happy with him. I, it's not just about the blocks, Kamel. It's about actually making shots of the rim more difficult. That, exactly. that's that's such a big thing as well like um, Boucher can sometimes like you would I wouldn't be surprised if, if you know if Boucher played 38 minutes he would be averaging two blocks a game he's so good at coming over from the weak side and getting blocks but yeah it's about that paint rim protection but yeah when you talked about um, Honan Gomez mate I'm I'm not sure why he's been given so little playing time because <laughs> I really rate him as a player. He actually spaces the floor a bit as well. I know he's 6'9", so he's the same height as every single one of our players. But um, So meaning he can't really play the centre role so much. Um, but yeah, I, I, do, I do like him. And he was a big player in Spain's national team as well this summer. So he got that international experience as well. Um, he had a good year last year. So I'm, I'm a bit unsure as to why he's playing so little. I don't know. You probably have to ask Adam Sandler. Um, maybe he's protecting oh, him after quite an intense summer tournament. Who knows, though? <laughs> Who knows? But, I mean, he did pretty well off the bench against the Thunder, I thought. Um, him and Boucher kind of brought some intensity. But we know, I mean, this Raptor team is quite cookie-cutter in terms of what they do. So it's almost a next-man-up kind of thing. We might see him more with more injuries uh, come in. We might see him more as, of course, the team practices more and the chemistry is there. Because as well as having not many major additions, there was no major departures, of course, this year. I know there were some rumours about trading for Durant or whatever, but they were all misguided. But there was no major departures, which means this team has stayed together and this style of play will continue. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we should go on to next in terms of the Raptors are sticking to that kind of high-intensity, <laughs> high-pressing basketball. Yeah. I'll just give you, give you some stats. I mean, this is through the first 11 games. In their six wins, uh, their offensive rebounding percentage was 26%, and their defensive rebounding percentage was 80%. Uh, their turnover differential, obviously how many more, less turnovers they got their opponents, was 6.5. And their yes. average fast break points per game was 29. And in their losses, every stat was lower, but more importantly, fast break points were 14. So there's a massive differential there. And the Raptors essentially are winning through turnovers and fast break points. That's yeah. how they're getting the edge over someone yeah. and that's what this settled squad is learning to do so I think maybe Hanan Gomez gets into that style of play he won't have any problem getting minutes yeah that's a good point actually he doesn't really fit that style of play um, on that side of things OG's been absolutely spectacular Ooh, tell, um, tell me about OG he's been brilliant yeah uh, you know what what's been bugging me forget about OG honestly because OG's just been bringing it I mean to be honest he's still very limited offensively he's very much 
had his struggles. Excuse me, did you not see his reverse dunk the other day? Yeah, yeah, no, that was outrageous. That's yeah. outrageous. No, no, but in the in the fast break, driving to the lane, he, he's excellent. But even there, sometimes he gets a little bit predictable and he gets um, blocked or uh, he's not as efficient at the rim as he could be. But like in the mid-range, like open, wide open three-pointers, he, he, he has no issue making those kind of shots. But OG, we're really looking for him to break out into like the Kawhi type route where he starts to get a mid-range game starts to be able to iso that way and he still hasn't he hasn't developed that at all actually um because that would actually take og i think to potential real star level not just all-star maybe even beyond that um because he's got everything else really og um, yeah and you look at the limitations generally in the raptors offense and that's what's needed to take the raptors probably to a playoff contenders yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. But but Camille, the one one guy who's been bugging me is Scotty Barnes. In a good way? No. I've I've not been happy with him at all this year. Um, let me guess, is it his lack of assertion, especially with the big players off the court? He he, he maybe he defects too much to the others um, when they are on court. Well, Forget about the stats. Like his stats haven't been good. Forty-three percent from the field. It's okay. Thirty-three percent from three. It's okay. Thirteen points a game, which I'm pretty sure is last uh, less than last year's as well. But um, weirdly, uh, not maybe not so much on the offensive end. The defensive end. Who we were talking about this guy like he's going to be one of these all NBA defenders like oh he's so switch uh, he's so switchable he's a Swiss Army knife defender he can guard one through four um, we saw flashes of that in the first season but this year man phew, he's not been good on that end Camille he's been so 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 inconsistent sometimes I can just see his lack of effort is just like you can see it on the court he's not sprinting to get to his shot he's like losing concentration letting his man get wide open against the Thunder the worst defensive performance I was saying in the past three four years I think we must have given at least given up at least 10 backdoor cuts to the rim basically everyone just stopped paying attention by the way Banton was at fault a couple of those as well but, okay, but that's not. This is not characteristic of a Nick Nurse Raptors team. Do you think someone like Scotty's just burnt out? Obviously, he's played a massive amount of games at his young age. Or no, do you think he's maybe I, tried to step up on the offense and he's forgetting his responsibilities? No, no. I think uh, it's part of what you mentioned there. I think there's so many players who have a similar mold, who have a similar mold playstyle to him on the team. He kind of sometimes feels like he's getting lost in the rotation a bit. Because mm. a lot of other rebuilding type teams, which obviously he would get more of a role in, he, yeah, he'd be able to express certain other parts of his game, like being the ball handler more. He still hasn't got that much responsibility with that, but um, it's just defensively, man. Sometimes I'd, I was just watching him, like specifically him, and most of, most of the highlight, like highlights of all the games so far, I just wasn't happy with him. wasn't rotating properly. Not enough effort. Um, pretty much every single game, actually, I picked him out for as one of the least effort defensive guys. Um, no, that's, so. that's fair enough. I mean, and I think I'd agree with you on the other end as well. In terms of that responsibility, even when, for example, against the last game against Indiana, the starting lineup was uh, Gary Trent, Scotty, OG, Otto Porter and Thaddeus Young. 
obviously no Siakam, no Van Vliet, no stars there. Mm-hmm. He didn't step up properly. It was eight. He scored eight points in that game. Right. He right. Was minus eighteen yeah, yeah. on the field. Yeah. So you would think, oh, he's going to be like the first or second option with him and OG, really. Yeah, I mean, he shot enough. Are. He took sixteen shots, but he's clearly he's not efficient enough at this point to become that first option. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't really know what needs to change there, but um, but but going forward, I mean, just to mm-hmm. round off th- this episode, going yes. forward, um, what needs to improve about the Raptors? Obviously, we've said stylistically they're still a bit limited, still the same as last year. There's a bit of a next man up kind of philosophy, which may see people like Scotty getting lost in the rotation. But how can the Raptors, just with their current roster, how can they improve at all, assuming everyone's healthy? How do they make that step up to maybe Eastern Conference Finals or beyond? It's um, tough to judge, I know, 14 games oh, in, but how do you how at this point? Kamel, I think if everyone had if if what answer maybe is if everyone had still been healthy, we wouldn't have lost these last two games. We barely scraped by the Rockets, who are by far and away the worst team in the NBA as well. So really, we should be on a four-game losing streak at the moment. Um, we were neck and neck in the, until the fourth quarter, where we just pulled away from them. But um, it's just amazing to see how, like in other seasons, when we lost the likes of a Siakam or a Van Bleet, we'd be just about able to cope. But without just Siakam, really, in most of those games, like we've looked quite hopeless. And that's a really worrying sign. That's not something we've seen with this Toronto team before. Um, so hopefully they can adjust a bit more to life without Siakam. But um, I think Siakam's looking like a bone, like very much a bona fide all-star this year, like all-star starter type. Um, games he was putting up. Imagine, like, he could be averaging a triple-double, which is just crazy, and he's just flying so under the radar, like this Raptors team will do the whole season, as they do most years. Uh, but, yeah, what can we expect going forward? I just pray, I think all we can do is pray and hope that the Toronto medical team gets back <laughs> as soon as possible. <laughs> I think that's... If not- and, and if not, we'll just be a good, honest 500 basketball yes, team. Ex- yes, you know, exactly, exactly. Lose a couple, win a couple, that famous yeah. Reddit copy pasta. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Um, but no, that's been great. I mean, it's been a great opening episode. Uh, for those of you who are tuning in this year, we will be shortening the episodes uh, so, you know, you can listen to them on your commute, on whatever. Um and make sure you follow us on our socials at Twitter at Balling in the Six, uh, our website ballinginthesix.wordpress.com. All these podcasts will be uploaded there. Make sure you like and subscribe, and uh, make sure you keep Varal happy by keeping listening to this podcast. His analysis cannot go unheard. No, 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 Legend no. I, you, you don't need to do any of what Kamal said. Yeah, the likes they don't mean anything to me. It's for the love of the podcast, Kamal. Come on, man. Okay. It's been how many months has it been? Five months, six months since we did the last one. I've missed it. We've we've just it's, seamlessly it's got back into it. It's life gets in the way, man. But no, um, yeah, it's been good to get back, and yeah, I can't wait to do next week's episode. Let's see what happens in Siakam's absence. Farewell. All right, take care.